Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Glee Aggressive. I am Karina. I am Ian. And you are here with us today to talk welcome. about... Yes, hello, we're <laughs> glad to have you, and we're glad to talk to you about Season 1, Episode 17, Bad Reputation. <sighs> okay. I'm not, <laughs> I, know, okay. I'm not sighing at, like, I'm not sighing at the episode in general. It's just, and we'll get into it, but it's another one of those things where, like, the title of the episode is the entire fucking deal of the episode. So... Um, first, just so in case you know, it's aired May, uh, May 4th of 2010, just so you know where we are in the season. But, apparently, that is, like, one of the marks of the person who wrote this one. This is an Ian Brennan episode, um, and his whole thing is that he likes to sort of mention the title over and over again, even more so than it was, like, the last episode, which I don't think was him. Sure. Like, it's a thing he does, whether he's right to do it or not. Up for events, uh, up for sure. consideration, but all right. Um, this episode, so I don't know if it's because so we since we do these episodes basically in groups of two. I had just watched last week's episode home, so I don't know if last week's episode just exhausted me watching this one. But I was like, a little you bit. You know, I mean, this I'd... one is it has some some highs. There's some high moments in this episode, but overall, I was like, okay. Yeah. Not not quite sure how I feel about this one. Which is a great way to open a podcast. We're definitely <laughs> reeling the audience in right now. Here's the thing. When an episode is bad, that means we... Uh, the direction, where it's gonna go, who knows? Right. Um, also, spoiler, this episode has one of my favorite Glee moments in it, so... Ooh, I can't wait to find get out. We to that. Um, but we open up on kids watching a YouTube video in the, in the choir room. Yes. And, and it is Sue Sylvester dancing to Olivia Newton-John's physical. Um, we have Jesse Music Trivia St. James who comes in and just does what I would do, which is uh, spits out every single fact he knows about Olivia Newton-John's physical in one go. <laughs> it's funny that you mention that because this, this episode was just littered with music trivia yeah and like we'll get to like the main part of that like as we go but like i very much noticed that as well um specifically in the olivia newton john music trivia which exactly makes sense as when we get there but he's like oh physical that uh there's a song and it you know made news for like being outside of traditional gender norms or whatever he said and i was like i don't know why i've listened to the song physical and it's because in the music video, there's a bunch of hunky men, and they all, instead of leaving with Olivia Newton-John, they leave in pairs to, to imply that they are gay. Uh, um, so, okay. yes, there was there was implied gay men in her music video, which I'm sure was actually quite a big deal for the time. Right, um, like in the 80s, was it? <sighs> I should have looked this up. Physical, Olivia Newton-John came out in... Well, that's not right. Just because the music video was uploaded to YouTube in 2009. Don't tell me when the Glee cast did it. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I yeah. know when the Glee cast did it. 
<laughs> We're talking about it now. I guess I'll never know. 81. 81. Yeah. Boy. So, yeah, to have, you know, some some gay boys in your music video, good for you, Olivia Newton-John. Right. Oh, that's what it was. What? She Jesse St. James mentions, like, it was a big deal because it mentions, like, fluid sexuality. That was a term he used. Right. And the camera does this super weird pan to Finn, like a very deliberate pan over to Finn. Yes, you're and right. And I thought it was super weird because coming off of last week's episode where it's all about, like, Kurt trying to set himself up with Finn by, date, by getting their parents to date. It's a whole thing. I was like, that's a weird yeah. camera choice to kind of exactly. make it seem like, are you trying to, like, subtly set up that Finn maybe would be cool with this? We've never had any indication of before. I just was, I noticed it, and I thought it was weird. Right. Agreed. So, like, they kind of go back and forth about, like, ooh, should we post this on YouTube? Because now YouTube is a thing. Um, it was again, a baby it's app. It was yeah, a baby app at the just time. A thing. So... They go back and forth, but then Finn posts it to YouTube, even though Sue might kill us. And yeah, it after goes Jesse viral. says, Jesse's like, you need to be stop being such asses and start being such badasses. And I'm like, oh god, sir. First of all, what business do you have telling anyone if they're a badass? Also, that's a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. So that yes, was they're just... just trying to get a bad reputation. Which okay. That song, Joan Jett's song, did not appear in this episode, did it? It didn't, and I'm pissed. I'm pissed, too. I love that song. That song, if you're going to talk about Bad Reputation, it's that or, like, make this an Olivia Newton-John-themed episode. Don't waste my time. They never do that song. They never do that song. I will say, if any song should have been in this, it should have. Like, there could have been a really bitching cover of that song, too. Of course. Like, if Finn and Puck were doing that song? Come on. Yeah. Come uh, on. So, <sighs> we're starting off pissed already. We're starting um, off pissed already, and it's just gonna get worse from there, so. Yeah, so it goes viral, and uh, people start laughing at Sue. Which is... Which, like, pisses her off. Like, she has a reason to be pissed because she was Mm -hmm. actually humiliated and she has this whole, like, inner monologue about, like, how she's actually, like, these people who once felt, like, fear from her just walking into a room are now laughing hysterically at her. Yeah, and it's it's something that was her personal material that she didn't want out. Right. Like, it was stolen and uploaded. That's a pretty big violation of privacy. Absolutely. I'm just, like, I... my notes are definitely out of order, but, <laughs> like, I, because I, I forgot that they were in, um, Higgins's office, where yeah. she, where she responds to Will, um, I may buy a small diaper for your baby chin, because it yep. looks like a baby's ass. Yes, so after getting humiliated by this, which I think, do they, were they weren't able to prove that anyone in the Glee Club uploaded it, but they were able to prove You're right. that someone in the Glee Club made something called the glist which is a very i think a pretty slightly meta comment of how glee things are called the glee you know yeah like it, uh, gleeks yeah. were what you so i'm like okay i see you glee you know what you're about and the glist right. which is awful to say by the way um yeah is a list of people in the glee club but not everyone in the glee club ranked mm-hmm. by sexual promiscuity quinn yep. is at the top with plus 43 points and Rachel is at the bottom with negative five. Burn. 
Which implies that everyone who's not on that list, which was Mercedes, Tina, and Artie. Yes. That was just them. Yes. Maybe one more who I'm forgetting, in which well, case because, I'm sorry. Because um, we'll get into, like, Britney's part of their plot later on, yeah. but it's not because she's not No, she's on the in list. there. Yeah. Well, that implies that they are so far into the negatives that they're even below negative five, because otherwise right. they would be above Rachel. Right. Or it implies that, like, because they're so, like, zeroed out, like, it's not even worth, like, putting right. them on there. Either way, um, every, like, it, this, I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it literally came out of nowhere. No one's right. talked about sexual promiscuity before. Um, that was never, that was never, like, a thing. W- that felt out of character, because the only promiscuity things that you think of in relation to, like, the Glee kids are Santana, Puck, and maybe Britney. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I think Mike it, was on the list and maybe Matt was. Oh. I didn't I didn't do my due diligence and pause on the list because uh, I was like, nah, I don't really mind. Yeah, I don't exactly. care who's point out is on the list. Oh, wait, no, I have a list. That's why I didn't do it because someone else did it for me. <laughs> um, the list was ranked like this. Quinn, Santana, Puck, Brittany, Jesse, Finn, Mike, Matt, and Rachel. I'm surprised um, Jesse's on that list at all. He had apparently, and he says this later, that he has like a reputation as like a heartbreaker. Um, oh, right, 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 right. You're right. So, you're like, right. I guess it's well known that he had dated around before dating Rachel. Um, In the Adina Menzel school or whatever. Yes. So that's the list. Everyone assumes Puck has done it because Puck is a bad person. Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, I'm a delinquent, but I'm not a liar. And yeah, he very much owns up to what he, to the shitty things he does do, but he's not yeah. a liar. Um, also, like, Going back to, like, them in the principal's office, there is a wild history of blackmail in this community. Yeah. The ten ugliest really? gingers. I mean, that was Sue's list, and she yep. she owns up to it. She stands um, by it. I, for a long time, thought Sue just made this list. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, th- this is not the first time that blackmail has been a thing in the show, A, and B, clearly, like, in the story of this universe. Yeah, and, like, also, Higgins puts the burden on will to find out who made the glist and suspend them but that's the principal's job you can't do that i understand the school only has four teachers five now that molly shannon is here right oh which she is here um yes she is yes so if if they don't come forward with who did the glist the glee club is the glee club's gone again and we're back like it is every um every week exactly does anything happen after that they go oh, to the choir well, room. They go to the choir room, and now the whole thing is... Okay, here we go. They're getting a bad reputation. The word of the day is bad reputation. Do you want to hear something the, unfortunate about that? Yes. So, I... I have, like, a weird... not. It's not even a talent, but... One day, out of boredom, I just learned all the words to Kanye West's Bound 2. I remember that. It's still in my that. brain. It's still there. Good. I don't need it there. I am... Oddly enough, I'm so proud of you. But one of the, like, rhyming couplets of that is, leave a pretty girl's sad reputation. And he says, God, I know I have a bad reputation. Leave a pretty girl's sad reputation. And then the third one is, start a fight club, Brad reputation. And so every time they say bad <laughs> reputation on this, I think, Brad reputation. <laughs> As you should. That is correct. So they all have, they're all getting a Brad reputation. Um, Amazing. Because um, of this glist. And because. And so now they have an assignment, which is to take a song that has a, quote, Brad reputation. <laughs> Brad reputation. 
and quote put it on parole take no, these okay. songs yeah i don't like the jail metaphor here yeah not not comfortable with it and so they have to rehabilitate these songs rehabilitate yes that was cause... also a word they definitely used so <sighs> will hands out a song that he says he thinks is a great song i hate um, this and he says this is a terrific song nope. and it just has been marketed poorly nope now, before I tell you what the song is, I want I everyone it. to know that I don't agree with him. Jesse St. James says it should be put in jail for sucking. That's what it was. That's why it gets paroled. Because he thinks it's a oh. crime for sucking. Um, sure. The song that Will has chosen, everyone, is Ice Ice, Ice, Ice Baby. Baby. Ian, is Ice Ice Baby a terrific song? No. It's not. And he no. stole it. And they stole it. Um, Under Pressure by Queen is a terrific song. Yes, just because... I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of Vanilla Ice trying to explain how his song is different. Where because, he's like, like, he added an extra dumb in it, like... Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah like, like, as opposed okay. to the one that has one less in it. Like, ugh, I don't have um, time for that. So, I, as you know, I had sent you a message earlier that just shows a picture of me writing, No, Will, don't do this. <laughs> That's what I mean, this is from. I mean, my note was just, no, 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 no. At least he didn't um, take his shirt off this time. Yeah, thank God. There's a little bit of progress. There is one moment in this number that's perfect. Tell we'll me. get to it. Okay. It also has some pretty good dancing. Like, there's some fun little weird that, leg twirlies. That redeemed it for me. So, I mean, like, for okay, first of all, get it out of the way. I do not I do not believe that Rachel Berry knows any lyrics to the song. Absolutely Again, not. Again, this is another one of those songs. I don't um, think anyone knows the words to this song. Like... Right. Besides Ice Ice Baby and the Stop, Collaborate, and Listen, no, do you know any more? Maybe, and this brings me to my next point, maybe Mike Chang might know them, mm-hmm. which brings mm-hmm. me to the point of, this song could have been a Mike Chang song. Absolutely. Especially given, like, the actual awesome choreography in this, yeah. minus Artie, who's kind of like, oh, well, to the side, which was so cute He's and so sad literally, at the same time. Literally, so that was my moment. I, it's in all in caps, is everyone finally gets up to dance, and they finally acknowledge it. They pan over to Artie, and he literally does the shrug emoji, like, Right. Guess this isn't about Guess me. Is... <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is very funny that they were finally like, well, Artie can't dance, and this is a number everyone's doing a really cool dance in, but not you, sir. I don't know why they don't do more of this, and, like, I guess they kind of did it at the end of, um episode 13 where like they bring back all those moments of choreography yeah but i really loved how like you start off with like your group like your four like Mm -hmm. best dancers in a way yeah they do that then you add like another sequence to that then you add a a third sequence onto it and all together like it works really well hilarious to me still that santana and rachel were lined up next to each other right besides the point I also, like, liked that you could see them, see Will teaching them the dances as it was. Yes. It looked like a learning process. That worked. That absolutely it worked. It really worked. So, that made the song not completely offensive to me. Um, I had actually recently rewatched this scene, not realizing when it was from. Sometimes, sure. my YouTube recommendations are trash now, and <laughs> one day this came up in my YouTube recommendations, and I was like, they did Ice Ice Baby, and I watched it, and I had the same feelings then. Like, I would watch it again to watch the choreography. Like, right. it's really good. I'm guessing they don't do it too much on Glee, because most of the Glee kids aren't really super adept at dancing, so I feel like it takes a lot out of them to be able to have one of those numbers in an episode. 
Right. I can't so. imagine the choreography process, the learning mm -hmm. process for this. I've series. heard it was brutal. I um, believe it. Especially because they weren't prioritizing dance when they like cast everyone. So sure. you just had to I assume like figure it out as you go. Fucking learn, yeah. And like yeah. especially like we'll get to it later, but like Leah Michelle is dancing on point at the end of this episode. Like Yeah, she was. Can she can she do that? I guess. I um, mean like we'll we'll get to it. Um, would you say that they paroled, hold on, would you say that they paroled Ice Ice Baby? I will say that the dancing ga uh, reduced its sentence. <laughs> I would not say it's paroled. They were re reduced sentence for good behavior dancing. Exactly. Would you say that? I don't paroled. like the use of the word paroled in talking about the song Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it was a pretty good rendition of a song that's essentially still a joke. Yep, that's the correct answer. Um, but Molly Shannon's here, guys. But Molly Shannon is here, um, and she is new to the school because she has a drug problem and can't teach in Indiana anymore. And Fine. she said, because my subtitles, like, Cute. emphasized how she pronounced students, because she said, I had a drug problem and it may have involved some of my students. Yep. Yeah, she <laughs> and definitely I'm like, oh, did okay. do that. That's a fun little oh, man. thing. Molly Shannon just, like, being balls to the walls, I wild. I have no idea why she was here. Like I, I don't was, either, but I, I was loved glad it. to see her. But I was like, "What? Oh man, you didn't need oh, to be she's here." She's so good. Nice to see you, but what are you doing in this episode of Glee? Right? Yeah, and like this is all in the middle of like Sue being like humiliated and settling into the fact that she is being humiliated, like that she's just a yeah. laughing stock at this yeah. point. So then Molly Shannon comes in and just sort of like pours salt in the wound. Yes, she's like, "I'm a train wreck, and you're worse than me." Um, but then. Rachel Berry, who, of course, all my notes here just say Leah Michelle. Yep. Um, Rachel Berry wants to be hot because she's so low on the glist. She wants a bad reputation. So how is she going to do that? By Baby getting club. musically promiscuous. Yeah, I, I'm just now connected in this episode that Artie is part of the AV Club, it seems. Yes. Which apparently. maybe explains why the AV Club had all those wheelchairs. Um, uh, what, I was like, oh, where did they, they get the wheelchairs from? No, well, like, Will got the wheelchairs from the nursing home, but he was like, I've called in my friends in the AV club to help back in uh, wheels. Okay. And I was like, maybe sure, they're sure, just sure. doing that as a favor to Artie, who appears to be one of them. Um, okay. Yes, she's going to make a, a artistic music video to be musically promiscuous, which is a weird phrase to say. I hated it. So that'll be fun. But yeah. then... We talk to the rest of the Glee Club, who has been left yes. off the list, so which is Mercedes, Tina, Artie, Artie. and Kurt. Artie and yes. Kurt. I knew I was yes. forgetting. Oh, God bless what's-his-name. You're right. Um, <laughs> and so they're all planning on, well, we're so low, we don't even have a reputation, so we need to get ourselves a bad reputation. Um, and then they look, and Brittany's there. She took all of her cold medicines on one day, and they can't figure oh out how God. to leave the room. This monologue was perfect. It's like they said, hey, we've been giving her all these funny one-liners. Let's just give her a full moment. Yep. And it was perfect. They decide that they're going to cause a scandal by I... creating a stir in the library. They said, what's the worst thing you can do at school and be disruptive in the library? So, Well, Karina, I want to know your thoughts on that. That is certainly not the worst thing you can do in school. The worst thing you can do in school is bring a knife. <laughs> yep. If you want to have yeah. a bad reputation, but just bring a knife to school. Yeah. But, um, Or, you know, sure. do anything that Puck has done. 
Right, but sure, do a dance in the library. It'll be cute. And Brittany wants in because she feels her position of fourth is not deserved because she's made out with everyone in the school, including the janitor. So right. she thinks she should be higher on the list. I forgot about that point. Solid so they point. start hatching a plan, and I quite love it. I like that. That's a nice little combination there of our it's, characters we don't get to see a lot of. It, it True, absolutely. And it's a really funny, like, character game. Like yes thinking like sketch comedy wise like that could be its own like snl sketch or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we cut to sue and her sister yeah uh i love it everything like just whenever like for all the problematic shit that like sue does and it's a lot it's always kind of redeemed when she's with her sister like right those scenes are like just genuinely like executed wonderfully yeah and that's how you know they're working because that's exactly what they're meant to do right is trick you into thinking that sylvester you know has a soul um right and yeah it's supposed to be her redeeming she's coming to talk to her sister because she feels so like outcast and humiliated she does the thing where she like apologizes for not protecting her sister more which is like Mm. i don't that's a whole bunch of backstory we don't know about what their life was like growing up but her sister reminds her that uh, they used to, when they felt bad, they would go volunteer at an animal shelter because there's always someone who has it worse than you. And so Bless. Sue takes this and says, yes, who has it worse than me? And then we cut to her going into Emma's office. <laughs> Sue marches in and says, I am your new therapist. I have a mount- uh, master's in counseling. Sure. There's a terrible joke about, like, the only school psychologist committed suicide. Yep. No, thank you. But she's going to help Ella... Because mm-hmm. she's crippled by mental illness. Yep. Also, she Ugh. has Will's house wire tapped. Which was so fucking funny to me. I want to know all about that process. So she hired know... someone to hide baby monitors underneath his sofa and his bed and informs Emma that he's been messing around. Which, I mean, I forgot to mention this in the last episode, but I do love that Matthew Morrison's character had, like, hookups, if not, like, immense sexual tension with both like Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth oh I also didn't mention last episode that they very purposely were like we're not gonna put them on screen together because there's no reason for those characters to ever interact like we know we know we have both of them and we're not doing it but he but like it's funny because Sue mentions both of them in the same breath and it's like (laughs) my critical thinking brain is like lol he's got Glinda and Elphaba what a fiero am I right girls no, you're right, but no. <laughs> um, I hate it too. It's fine. It's beautiful. So yeah, so she's gonna help Emma get like put Will in his place because Will's been being a kind of a, a shitty, not real boyfriend, but like you know, man who they were courting. I guess they were courting. One yeah, could say. It's... Sure. Um, and so to stand up to Will. She's going to call him out on his bullshit in a public setting. Yes, which we will come up to. But first, we go back to our most meta joke that Glee has made yet, which is we cut to Rachel in her bedroom with Puck and says, you know, when we were together, they gave us a nickname at the school. They called us Puckleberry. Puckleberry. Which is literally just them saying, like, referencing the fanship name. Like, Literally, yeah. Ryan Murphy was like, I think he's quoted saying, like, basically, like, I didn't know, we didn't know that Finn, that Puck and Rachel would be so popular. We thought everyone would be on Rachel Finn, so we didn't expect that one episode 
to not be enough for people. So let's call it like this is them acknowledging that and bringing it back. This cool. is the first time that they've been able to respond to fan feedback basically by bringing back Puppleberry. Very meta. Um, and she says right. she wants to do a music video to the story song Run Joby Run. And Finn is, uh, Puck is like, well, I get to kill you in it because that's relevant. And she was like, no, my dad will kill me. But and it's, it's a whole thing. Wait for it. Wait for it. And then they almost kiss. They really almost kiss. It, yeah. And they don't because Rachel's like, no, I'm so with Jesse. And then she almost kisses them again. And then they're like, no, we need to be professional. And Puck's like, well, I'm not going to do this if you're not going to make out with me. Right. And then does anyway. It's a weird, funny yes. little plot. Um, yeah, it is. But it's mostly interesting because it is a direct response to fans who liked them together. There's some interesting moments where, like, he's like, it does suck when you're, like, a critical snob. Also, yeah. Jesse will never know what it's what it means to be a Jew. Be a Jew. Yes. Which I guess is true. It's a little fun moment. But instead, yeah. let's move on to Emma's power, powerful moment. Yes. Where Emma um, goes into the teacher's lounge and slut shames Will. Yes, exactly. In front of everyone. <laughs> like, just flat out. Wrong moment, too, because Mrs. Carlisle's husband just died. And Emma's like, no, I have something to say. You're a slut, Will. You're a slut. You're a slut. Like, she repeats it a lot. Like, and everyone should know. And I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> Honestly... Bad timing, but did she say anything that wasn't true? I mean, calling no. him a slut is like, you know, we don't love slut shaming, but we do love it for Will Schuster. Um, and In this case, yeah. He he was. Like, she had been basically like, look, I thought we were working on ourselves to be able to be together, and I've been, you know, going to therapy, which is really hard for me. And instead, you've been making out with the two primary cast members of Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just feels really hurtful, Will. What about Nessa Rose, Will? What about Nessa? Oh, he'll Ugh. never. I don't. I couldn't even tell you who played Nessa Rose in the original Broadway cast of Wicked. I could, but don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, um, poor Nessa Rose. It was Michelle Federer who was actually married to Norbert Leo Butz, the original Fiero. That is actually very interesting. Right? How cute is that? I think about Norbert Leo Butz a lot because that's he's my he's my favorite Broadway actor. And that's such like, a name to be able to make a name for yourself. Oh, with. yeah. Like, as one of, like, 12 kids, too. Like, Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot of butts. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> I love that was it. a low-hanging fruit, but I went for it. It was. Very sorry for your loss. <laughs> Very sorry for your loss. Who says I'm going to kick... I'll kick you square on the taco. Molly... He, Sue says that to Molly Sue Shannon. Sue to Molly Shannon. Got it. And Molly okay. Shannon wrote, says, I... that's a regular Saturday night at the castle condo. <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's what it was. I had the note because it made me laugh so hard. And I was like, who said, because I have it right under Emma and Sue. And I was like, did Sue threaten to kick Emma? What a no. note to have without context. Just, I'm going to kick you square <laughs> in the taco. It was so funny to me. Um, But then that we go was... sneaky deek into the library because it's time to cause some disruption, guys. I think that's and the next sing. Thing. They sing. It a, it's a very cute group. Everyone looks lovely and they're here to perform can't, can't touch, touch this. this. I mean, it's, they do a good job at it. They do. They never do the the, the dance, like you know oh, the MC they don't hammer do, dance. Like, the hammer dance. Yeah, they never do it, yeah. which I thought was disappointing because at least Britney could pull that off. One hundred percent. There's no way Heather Morris can't do that dance. So I felt a little uh, sad that they never did that. But I think it was Jenna very Ushkowitz, fun. I'm sure too. 
Yeah, Lana Janowash can wish dancing in this episode, which isn't, of course, a substitute for dialogue, but um, we do love to see it. But yeah, like definitely a good showcase of her talent. Yeah. Um, um, I had I thought this was very fun. Where did they get those costumes? Yeah. Right. Nobody knows. Fun. Nobody knows, and it's okay. And then they try so hard, and they think they're going to get in trouble, and then the uh, librarian at their school goes, that was just so adorable. I'm going to see if we can get you to do that in our Sunday school service. I love that is the correct response. It was the correct response, and it's also very relatable. Like, like, oh man, you're just you're you're good to the well, core, kids. Uh, and Karina, I I couldn't help but wonder. Mm-hmm. You're a librarian. Yes. What would have your reaction been if you were if if this happened to you? I mean, well, right now I work like in a public library, which is a different sort of beast because rules are a little more like. We don't believe in quiet libraries anymore, you know? Really? Um, oh, no. You should never be, like, in a place that is... Libraries shouldn't be quiet. They just don't exist in that way. Really? Interesting. Especially around kids, because kids are playing. Kids are, like, reading out loud, like, to their parents. Like, there's Aww. no, like... But I did work in a high school library briefly. Um, yes. And honestly, it kind of depends on how choreographed it was. It felt like something... That could have happened, but they probably, the kids I know who would have liked to do that would have definitely been the kind of kids who would have been like, can we come in and do a choreographed dance beforehand? I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. Um, Come in during lunch and it'll be fine. Had it started happening without my knowledge, I probably would have been very confused. (laughs) Um, But it's also, had anyone walked in in that many coordinated costumes, I would have been like, hey guys, uh, because the door to the library is right by my desk, I would have been like, hey what's going on here? Like, <laughs> people don't just walk in in full costume. Do you have something oh. planned? Let's talk about it. Also, this scene reminded me of the time that the police came to my house in high school based on a noise complaint from my friend singing Rent in the Backyard. <gasps> That's the most amazing fact I've ever heard. I'm surprised you didn't know this already. What um, part of Rent? I mean, just like, because the movie had just come out, mm-hmm. so... I remember, like, they, like, they borrowed, like, my boombox. It was 2006. Yeah. 2006. They borrowed my boombox and, like, the Rent CD. Yeah. And just, like, kind of, like, went for it. And, like, I was inside. I was hanging out with some friends inside. And then all of a sudden I heard, like, the doorbell and I was like, oh, shit, I know what this is. And I did. Oh, my God. Um, It's the funniest fucking thing to be, like, a virtual nobody in your school. Like, except being known as, like, that weird music and theater kid, and then yeah. find out that, like, the police busted up a party in your home. Honestly. It was a weird week. Yeah, that is the wildest thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth, frankly. Yep. And that's saying yeah. something. Like, that's a, that is... And we've hey seen guys, each other through some wild shit. The cops came to my house because of a noise complaint because of rent is just, that's a powerful <laughs> energy. It's also very much my brand. Yeah, it is definitely your brand as well. And it wasn't even, like, I wasn't even one of the ones singing Rent. Which is, like, the biggest part for me, frankly. Yeah. It anyway, wasn't even this, you. This episode isn't about the one Rent. noise complaint. No, it's about uh, the, no one doing the hammer dance and then Will going all uh, bad cop on his students. Which, like, I actually kind of like this scene. Like, it, this was fun for me. Yeah. Um, the only, Except the part... Oh, no. What's not I good? think you're going to say it. No, go for it. 
Well, the, I just thought the most redeeming part was when Kurt just flat out is like, you've been watching a lot of Law and Order since you've separated from your wife, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> and Will goes, like, doesn't say anything, but he's like, yeah. Yeah. So you can see where his bad cop um thing came from. Also, I don't think he questions Rachel, which I think is interesting. Right. So favoritism um, there. Well, because Quinn made the case for rachel mm-hmm. and i was kind of surprised when it didn't cut to her in the chair after that yeah i was like oh is this favoritism is there anyone else he didn't question like I, he might not I mean, question tina he didn't question a bunch of he them. did like Artie, and he did kurt and he did mercedes i don't think he did tina he didn't, he didn't do, do Britney or santana which is also surprising because you know yeah cheerios um did he, he did finn later on yeah um of course, he didn't do Matter Mike. Right, but they don't talk, so. Yeah, Kurt, like, reading Schuster back was that really was great. That was all I, I was like, read him, yes, get him, Kurt, get his ass. Yeah, yeah. so then, like, all the kids, like, well, the group that posted the video then convenes in the hallway and is like, hey, like, we should probably admit to this, like, this isn't good. Sue but, might kill, like, well, but this is what's going to uh, earn them a bad reputation. Right, but... Uh, instead, we cut to Sue writing in her journal. Yes. That says, you know, she's finally like, could this be bad karma? Like, is this karma for the way I've treated people that I finally have to be a laughing stock? And she really almost learned. She's like, I'm going to have to be nice from now on. I've learned my lesson. And she's almost learned that lesson when the phone rings. Enter Olivia Newton-John. She got three million views on this video. And that's enough yes. for one Olivia Newton-John you know, from Greece. I love that, like, she introduced herself as, it's Olivia Newton-John, star of Greece, the world's most popular movie musical. That this whole fucking scene was so hilarious. You talk about your history lesson. She just goes on and on about how um, all of the facts about the Let's Get Physical video, yep. how she wants to, like, make up for how over the top it was. Yeah. Like, it was so fucking funny to I me. I honestly also, wonder if this was because they were like, we want Olivia Newton-John, like, it's a big get to get Olivia Newton-John, but our target demographic probably doesn't know who Olivia Newton-John is, so let's just explain everything about her from her mouth. But they may have still heard physical. Yes. Minimally, they know what Grease is. Um, because everyone knows what Grease is. Yes. Also, like, I love that she was wearing sunglasses in her car, probably at night. Yep. I, yeah, I, I'm here for every piece of Olivia Newton-John trivia that came out of Olivia Newton-John's mouth. Right. Cut to the hallway. Sue passes Will and just goes, hey, man whore. Yeah. Um, Molly <laughs> hey, Shannon everyone. comes in t- and just goes, let's go into this classroom and pork. And really Will goes, funny. no. Like, he's, he does look very dramatic, like, like runs away with, like, a no. Like, so like he's funny. being chased by a horror villain. No, no. And then Sue walks Ken's... down a different hallway and calls him a slut. <laughs> slut. Ken uh, pops in for a split second. Yeah, we but haven't yeah. seen Ken, Ken since the yeah. disastrous wedding. I was like, oh, look at him. He's still here. Yeah, I don't believe in sh- slut-shaming, but I do for Will Schuster, is the note I wrote here. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the kids are getting Kurt, ready to confess. Confess. They've and convened in Kurt the And Kurt decides to confess. Yeah. Kurt decides to confess. Now, he is um, doing it because he wants to get a bad reputation. He's not necessarily doing it out of, like, feeling guilty for taking his own property. He wants to get in trouble, basically. Right. He basically knows that, like, this could, like, put him on the glist. Yes. Which, okay, so then Sue Sylvester calls him Ladyface. Yep. And I'm wondering, yeah. is that where you got, 
Is that where you guys started calling people Ladyface? No, I don't think so. It might be, okay. but I don't think that's what it's from. Yeah, so then Sue can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. That backfired. And then they're like, what do you mean? And then they go to look up the video. And it's no longer the top video when you search Sue Sylvester physical. It's instead a duet with Sue Sylvester and Olivia Newton-John singing physical. Wild. What do you think of this? This this is their second sort of music video recreation with Sue, which is an interesting brand. It was, I mean, it was fine. Um, it, it felt like very Ryan Murphy to just have, like, hot dudes doing physical activity yeah. and next to nothing. Like, that felt very Ryan Murphy. I, again, like, Jane Lynch can sing. Don't know why this was so auto-tuned. So auto-tuned on her. Like, comically so. I'm also wondering why, like, why weren't they dancing more like so, I'm wondering, like could it have been in, like an availability thing? I mean, apparently this shot took tw- like the shoot took twelve hours, but it is essentially. I don't know if you've ever seen the original physical music video. No, it is essentially a callback to that with the sort of taking out of the plot. So the original physical music video has this plot where it's Olivia Newton-John in exercise gear. She's surrounded by hunky men exercising. And then it zooms in on her face, and it zooms out, and then the gym is full of, like, overweight people exercising. So them not dancing is very much what happened in the original music video. It's a pretty faithful okay. remake, except they took out the plot about the fat people. Um, okay. So I can see what they were going for there. Yeah, and then at the end, all these hunky men are in the shower, and Olivia Newton-John's also there, and then they all start to pair off, and the only guy left is the overweight one, and they go play tennis together. Cool. That is the plot of the physical music video. So uh, that's what they were fine. emulating. What did you think of the recreation? It's. I thought I was really distracted by all the autotune on Sue. Like, it was a yes. wild, um, a distracting amount of autotune. Like, you could tell it was there and it was aggressive and I didn't care for that. Um, Absolutely. But I thought it was fun. Like, I thought it was weird to do it so close after just doing the Madonna one. Like, maybe they were like, right. the Madonna one did so well, like, let's do it again. Let's have Sue basically do the same gimmick, except this time, let's get the original singer with her. Sure. Olivia Newton-John sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, it was talented. cute. I like the song Physical. Um, weird, weird song, but... I do love that at the end, they were like, what do you guys think? And Mercedes was like, again, again, again. Yeah, like, the kids like, loved it. I was like... like I'm, I was wondering if that was improvised because that felt like so off the cuff. Like, right? Was, I was like... It was delightful. It was. They really loved that. Like, they were so supportive of it. Yeah. Weird, but okay. Shu continues to try to find the person for the uh, the glist, I guess. I, yep. My notes were not so thorough. Why is the... Li- oh, be- oh, I forgot about this. There was one dude in the library mm-hmm. during Can't Touch This that was just sitting there yeah and then with he's this the guy's number happening around him and I, I i'm sure my note there was like we are all this guy in the library just letting this happen and um, then he comes back he's the guy who runs the av club exactly clearly he's this a- is all connected yep rachel talks about like this is a piece of high art i i for some of you i expect it to go over your head they cut right to britney that was yep. so sad also i do not and she shows this video it's that aforementioned run joey um, run, run run joey run video recreation of rachel berry um and i do not believe that santana and britney agreed to be in this oh my god i disagree with you entirely um go on okay well first ian what did you think of run joey run 
I didn't. I didn't like it. It's iconic. This is. Is it? It's. I love Brent Joey Run. Um, it's among Glee like fans. People remember it, and they like both ironically and unironically love it because I don't like. I will absolutely remember it. Exactly. I believe fully that Santana and Brittany were like, "Oh, this shit show. We are in on this. Let us watch this go down." And it has some great moments in it. Okay. Like, first of all, it's so Rachel. It's so Rachel to, like... It is. And it has it has these, like, 2009, like, movie maker transitions where it will go yep. from one shot to suddenly zoomed out and there's, like, 15 of the same shot, like, wibbly wobbling in and out. And then you have Puck there, uh, like, singing in his white tank top and, like... It's so melodramatic. The song itself is stupid. Like, it's clear why it's a malign song. And then it has... Well, like, I guess, like, that's more of what I was thinking. Like, I just didn't like the song. So, like, I didn't like the song, so I didn't care much about the video. But I was definitely engaged in it because, like, you mentioned Puck. And then... And then all of a sudden, we see Jesse. And my dad was like, when did Jesse get here? And Finn? When did Finn get here? And then her dad is Sandy Ryerson. Um, her dad is Sandy. It's so good because you cut to Puck and then you cut back to them watching and Jesse's like looking, like you can see all these boys like piecing it together. Because you yeah. see Jesse looking at Puck like, wait, I shot this music video with Rachel. And then you see Finn being right. like, wait, I shot this music, I shot video, this with music video with Rachel. And then they have this one shot where it's like the rest of it's in clearly Rachel's house or some weird outdoor set that looks pretty good. But there's one shot where she's, like, singing dramatically in a hallway, but they clear, like, they couldn't get the students to leave, so it's just Rachel singing in the hallway with students walking past her, and she's trying to, like, move through the camera, and people are bumping into her. It's just... I just love it. I watched it immediately after finishing the episode a second time. I did also definitely cackle at the end of the video when Brittany and Santana part and she's also an angel and And then she winks the wink see it's not a good song we all know it's not a good song but as a a moment as a moment it's iconic I will concede to that is it like are you gonna listen to run Joey run while you're taking a shower probably not that'd be weird but are you gonna (laughs) think about this music video with its terrible transitions and three male leads who didn't know they were going to be pitted against each other. Living rent-free in your head. Also, Sandy Ryerson is there as the dad. And it has right. the gun that has the bang flag in it. Yes, yes. Ugh. Everyone go watch this part. Even if you're not going to watch any more Glee, just watch the Run, Joey, Run music video. Because it's it's just, oh. And then at the end of it, it cuts to shoe with a look that I can only describe as, Welp. Yeah. And then all the boys are really pissed at her. They're Which really pissed. Yeah. Like, Puck is like, I knew this was going to be bad. A Shinetta said to it. And Finn is like, that's really rude of you to do to, like, do you just want to, I, he said that she just wanted to be a hot, slutty girl singer and, yeah. like, ruined her relationships to do that. And then Jesse is like, Hurt in the way that a theater boy could only be hurt, which is, I can't believe you triple cast me with two other leads and I'm your boyfriend. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, you're you're right. The problem is, like, I would not say that I identify as someone who was Jesse at that mm-hmm. age, but I definitely had some of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I definitely empathize with that Jonathan Groff character quite a bit. I also just think Jonathan Groff is so cute and glee, which I know, like, that's getting me nowhere, but, like, I just think he's adorable. He's just, And he's super talented. And like, he's a super talented, nice dude. And he sells having, we've talked about this before too, but he sells, like, having a relationship with Rachel in a way that she is not, like, her and Finn don't sell it. Like, he also sells in a way that's unique, I think, like, being a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I believe him as a 17-year-old in I this. I do too! And I um, don't even know what it is about him, because I know, I fully know that he's, like, older than Leah Michelle in real life. Yeah, but... So, yeah. They just it have works. great chemistry together. Works. They really do. They do, absolutely. And, like, apparently they're best friends in real life. I know. Good for them. Maybe he um, helps her read. Anyway, we'll go, like, everyone's uncomfortable, everyone leaves, and Rachel's just sitting there looking sad, because everyone stormed out on her, which is a change of pace, because normally she's storming out on people. Right. So then... Will goes to Emma's office. Sue goes back to her sister first. Oh, yeah. Which, like, again, beautiful, loving, heart-melting yeah. scene. They have, like, successfully reclaimed the uh, the, the music video. Um, she's a top Sue 700 a- recording artist. Exactly. Like, I, my note here is give her all the music awards. Mm-hmm. Um, she donated all of her proceeds from doing to, that music yeah. video to... Um, the home that her sister is living in. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I love it. It was a very sweet scene. It was a very sweet scene. And, like, I forgot what the question she wa- she asked her sister was. Like, how after all these years, like, um, like do when I still... don't know what to say, like, you know exactly what yeah, to say or How something. do you still know so much more than me? Yeah. That. And, like, her sister goes, because I'm the smart one. Yes. And Hensu goes, yeah, and you got the looks, too. How is that fair? Like. Yeah. Uh, it was very sweet. Very Again, sweet. and then they crap open, crap, crap. They then crack they crack open, open a book. <laughs> well, I just oh. fucked that up. But then they crack they open crack a book, open and a book. it's very cute. It is. Yeah, I mean, humanizing Sue Sylvester is always gonna like they they do a good job. They made a they made a good choice. I saw, and then then I saw Will with the flowers, and I went, Will, shut up, and he hadn't even said anything yet. Yep, he walks so. into Emma's office to try to give her the flowers. He refers to the two other women. He he didn't he doesn't say I like hooked up with two other women he said i had a couple detours which is a weird way to speak about women will calling them detours and but this is a pretty adult conversation where emma's like i know you expect me now to just forgive you for because you're being honest and being in touch with your feelings but honestly i'm not gonna do that i still have a lot of work to do you clearly still have a lot of work to do and I'm hurt by your actions. And once again, Emma is, like, the voice of reason in all yep. of this, which, great. And um, so, Will steps out of that conversation dejected and then looks up and sees a slow-mo shot of Quinn. I don't love that he was like, I want you to look at me the way you used to. And I'm like, when you because, was, like, like, when because, he was like, married? she was, yeah, because you were married and she wanted to, like. Right she wanted to do you like that feels dirty yeah it was will is not understanding what this relationship needs and it shows right but yes Um, he walks down to the hallway and suddenly everything's in slow-mo and he can see quinn and he has this big revelation that quinn who looks sad and got bumped into on the hallway must have been the one to make the glist and he knows because i knew he says i knew it was you the moment i realized what it was like to be in your shoes because it takes years to build a good reputation and seconds to destroy it will you have definitely not been in quill quinn's shoes 
You have no, no. idea. You got called no. a man whore by a rude cheerleading cl- coach. Also, like, you got away with a lot of shit, mm-hmm. like, just up to this point, and nobody called you out on it. Like, I don't think you do know what it's like to walk in her shoes. But he does kind of come back from there being basically like, she's like, I feel like I've, I had everything and I lost it. And he's like, and she was like, do you think I'll ever get that back? And he's like, no, I think you'll be able to do more. Like, I don't think you're going to be the same Quinn you were. You're going to be better or something like that, which is moderately good, good teaching, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, it's like the first time. Um, And let me know what you think about this, because Mm -hmm. as sweet as this scene was, it felt mega out of place, if for no other reason than we just saw Quinn acting as this, like, friendly motherly figure. Yeah, I was thinking that. Coming off of last episode. It feels like, like, she reverted, like, super hard. Like, there was some whiplash in that. Yeah, where she decides to do a really mean, like, bitchy, popular girl thing. Maybe if she had done this, like, six episodes ago... Or even sure. maybe later, like, if she's gonna have a good moment. Like, to have them back-to-back, because she can obviously, like, have moments where she's very feeling very self-actualized about her standing at her school and what's happened to her, and then moments where she's gonna fall again. But to have them be one episode after the other, eh, doesn't make a lot of sense. No. It feels bad. But Will does protect Quinn. Yeah. When Higgins walks in and is like, hey, like, time's up. Do you know who made the glist? And he's like, and no, he was but like, there will be no more. Mm, no, sorry about it. And so everyone's going to be fine. There will be no more glists. It's not a problem anymore. Everything is magically solved, except for Jesse and Rachel. Yeah, so he, like, comes up to her and was like, you know, before I gave up everything to come make you my girlfriend, which we've already, hold Gross. on. Yikes. He's like, I asked around about you. And I'm like, oh, okay extra weird i guess this was before like social media so he couldn't like stalk all her social profiles and get a gist of what like her instagram was like but counterpoint yeah myspace her myspace was big yeah i mean maybe not for anybody else but she could have found everything else but i was surprised that he gave apparently got a lot of information he was like most people didn't know who you were but the ones who did said these things about you and i was like that's a lot of information for people to have given you as a, a stranger about Rachel. But then at the bottom of it, like, the bottom line was, like, we can, like, for all the shitty things that people say about you, they absolutely trust you. Yeah. And you essentially broke that with me. Because, like, even though he has a, you guessed it, bad reputation for being a heartbreaker, he truly, like, was working, like, I guess working on himself for her, or whatever. They, there was one, like, the good, like, teen drama romance line where Rachel goes, I knew you'd break my heart. And he goes, well, I might have a reputation as a heartbreaker, but the truth is you broke mine first. And I was like, oh, oh, it's very CW. right in the feels. She says something about having a pathological need to be popular. And yeah. I'm like, then why are you like this? Mm-hmm. Also, are Puck and Quinn still together? Yes. Ish. Well, I think but they live Quinn together. Is living... I think Quinn lives with Puck. Did I miss that? I don't know if you missed it, but it will be told to you later. Okay. So. So, because last I heard, like, she was staying with Finn. Right. But that so was also then, before the shit hit the fan, so. Yeah, I think she moved into Puck. I don't think you necessarily would have heard that from the show yet. Um, okay. Also, Jesse ends Rachel and his fight with 
if you end up next to me at the bar and ballet club this week, do your uh, do your arabesques and PKs in silence and don't talk to me. Yes, and I, I was... fucking love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. Way to bring back the ballet studio. We haven't seen it in several episodes. Yeah, because they do total eclipse of the heart next. They do do total eclipse of the heart next. I fucking love this song. Yeah. I know, it's a good song. I love, like, the proper song of it. I love the literal music video lyric version yeah, of I... it, which is which was big for me at this time. Yep, yep, um, yep. And I love this cover of it. Me too! I, I, my only, like, my criticism was, like, I wanted it to be the full song. Yeah, and it's probably the full song is for sale on iTunes, so. Spoiler um, alert. And actually, this was something I had, I hadn't seen the rest of this episode, but I remember, I, I don't know when, tuning in to um jesse saying that line right before the song started amazing i can see based on the time we were in our lives that someone would have been like ian watch glee right now they're about to do total eclipse of the heart because as you said or like as you said it was a pretty big deal for us back then i mean like i or i i might have even just like walked into like someone's room yeah. like that we were friends with who had it on and like just walked in on that part but i love that um, it was hilarious to me that you could see one of Leah Michelle's tattoos on her back at one point. Oh shoot, which one? I don't know what it was, but Not like, and it's like super quick. Like, yeah. it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. But like, I did notice like something like mid back. It was small, but Ooh. it was there. But like the the choreography was solid. Leah Michelle's actually like a pretty good like ballet dancer. Is like, she? I mean, is she perfect? No, but like. I feel like she was good enough to pull it off. Nice. Good for her. Like, especially On Point, because On Point is, like, its its own beast. Mm-hmm. So, unless, like, they paid for her to, like, really, like, take lessons in intensive point work, I could imagine her having some background in it, maybe. I could be completely wrong, too, but, like... I and, like, the she point wasn't perfect, of course, but... Yeah, like, she seems like the kind of person who would pursue a little bit of dance background for things exactly like this. Which of the male voices did you prefer? Because they go around and all the turnarounds are done by the men that she has wronged this oh, episode. right. So it's Finn and Puck and Jesse. Did you have I guess a Jesse then, because, like, Jesse's the one that I remember from this. Plus he had, well, he got kind of the most featured parts because he's part of the dancing. And I think he ends right. up doing much of the later song. Also, Jonathan Groff, I think, is the best singer out of those three Absolutely. Men. Maybe an unfair comparison, but I just right. like him so much. I really like Jonathan really? Groff on Glee. I really Jonathan do. He's Groff. a treat to have on this show. And then it ends. It ends with Rachel sort of semi-diegetically singing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. And everyone walks out of the Glee Club on her while she's singing. Yes. It was very yeah. dramatic. It was very dramatic, but That's I loved it. That's twice people walked out on Rachel and Glee Club today. Damn. She's learning lessons. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's, uh, that's, the that's episode. bad reputation. Did you like it? sure okay like i wasn't sure if i liked this episode or not as i was watching it i was like it's kind of i can't tell if i like this or not yeah it's not like a shit show bad it's just like a well, right that's an episode it had a great moment in it run joey run is cons- clearly uh mwah, but <laughs> chef's kiss but let's yeah. talk let's talk some tunes itunes specifically <laughs> amazing i can't believe i've never used that one before ian you have a little bit of extra scratch, a little bit of money on the iTunes account. Some extra scratch, some extra yeah. coin. A little bit of extra dough. And you decide to treat yourself to one of the songs from Glee episode 
17 of season one, which one of these songs are you getting? You have Total five choices. Of the heart. Yeah, that's fair. I don't even, I know, I, I mean, I'm sure I could figure out what the choices were, but I'm doing Total Clips of the Heart. And then I would do the thing like what we would do in college where like, I would put both versions of it on a playlist. Yeah. And it would be something that we would like pre-game to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, here's what the thing. What about you? I'm not sure because, Ooh, like. Ooh, that's a first. It is. Well, because I like the song Physical, but the auto-tune is so distracting that I don't think I'd want to buy it. And both Ice Ice Baby and Run Joey Run I really enjoyed, but they were really visual and why like i wouldn't want to listen to their cover of ice ice baby i want to watch it again because i like the choreography and i don't want to listen to run joey run it's not a good song but i'll watch the music video again (laughs) so that leaves me with total eclipse or can't touch this which was good and i do love a good arty number but i think i also have to go with total eclipse of the heart it just hits it hits different it does it really hits different Cool. Well, if you want to tell us which song you would purchase on iTunes or which song that has a bad reputation that thinks that you think needs to be, uh, quote, rehabilitated. Ian, do you um, have an answer for that question? Ah, shit. I don't know if I do. Uh, do you? Yeah, I probably think that people are uh, here take a guess um i think people are too harsh on uh one direction second signal one one thing um because i knew it would be one direction but i don't know them well enough to know what that is is there like their first signal is what makes you beautiful which i also think could use a little bit of rehabilitation but i don't like it as much and their second single one thing is better and i think people aren't giving it enough credit yeah i i have to think on that like i think because like all the songs that i like I consider them to be good songs. Mm. Um, well, does everyone consider yeah. them to be good songs, though? That's the question. I don't know, though. That's okay. You um, think about it, and then you tell everyone in, in the comments. Tell them in, yes. the, in, the, in the feed. But yes. And you can tell us your thoughts at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Write us an essay. Gleeaggressive on Twitter and Insta. Leave a comment. Tag uh, make us. Make sure you like the show. Tag us, and you're watching vi- uh, Run Joey Run. On repeat. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Do give a selfie with Run Joey Run and tag us like Lee Aggressive, and I will like every single one of them. Um, Absolutely. We are waiting for your your calls, except not calls. Don't call please. us. Just emails. Don't call us. <laughs> I won't answer the phone if you call. Um, but even if they want to find you specifically. You can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, at ianjbrodsky.com. Um, I guess on TikTok at ibrods. <laughs> Uh, I'm never not going to begrudgingly say that. Your TikTok's pretty um, good. Thank you. What about you, Karina? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. I remembered this time to include it. Um, and it's all at the same handle. All of those are at Epic Adventure of because branding. I did have to yeah. just double check. My is my TikTok too. There's some content there. It's pretty good. But that was it. If you would like oh. to, oh yes. Sorry, just, like, one final plug. Yeah. This isn't coming out for another, like, few weeks from when we record this, but, like, I just released a web series called A Show About Coworkers that, like, I filmed two years ago, and, like, now it's finally out there. It's very dumb, but, like, maybe you'll enjoy it. So if you want to check that out, it's on Vimeo. when you filmed that. 2019. uh, June 2019. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I watched the first episode. It was very good. So. Thank you. You should all watch that, too. They're They're very silly. Yes, well, that's what things should be sometimes. Um, Yes. But thank you, folks. Thank you for joining us on another rollicking ride through uh, Bad Reputation Season 1, Episode 17, which means that next week we... Ooh, okay. Next week you can join us for Episode 18, which is called Laryngitis. Oh. We are in the home stretch of season one, and we're all, the roller coaster is not stopping, let me just tell you. All right. So, join, watch Laryngitis. Join us next week. If you would like to, you can share the show. You can rate, review, and subscribe us. So, tell your friends. Get the word out there. You can tip us yes. through uh, your through the uh, show notes, uh, through Acast. Yeah, um, keep those show notes. Yeah. Um, but thank you all. Join us next week. Which does lead me to ask you, Ian, does this episode make you want to watch the next episode? It doesn't make me want to not watch it. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. It wasn't a total winner, but, you know, laryngitis. Something. Pretty good. <laughs> and you have to watch what it anyway. What could that be about? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>